Come on in, guys. We're here with the Survivor 43 finale recap. Jared, we joked about it. We laughed about it. We, we shoved it aside, thought it was never going to happen. But here we are. The alligator comes out victorious. I'm just all smiles. I'm laughing. I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy. You know, he had a plan. And that plan indeed worked. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I have, I've never been more pleasantly surprised at a winner of Survivor than I am right now. I mean, it's, it's just incredible. Like he ended up being, he, he started off as such like a clown character. And I've got some, might as well go over it now. I made sure to note down some of the, the funny things he did. And I'm sure I'm missing some. But early on, first vote, he, he thought he messed up the, the immunity challenge. Had an idol, wasn't going to play it. Says, just vote for me. I'll play my shot in the dark. We'll see what happens. Okay. Then later on, he tries to be nice by giving people blankets. But they don't have blankets. So he just gives them palm fronds. Says, I'm putting a palm front on you. Thinking, thinking he's been a good guy. I forgot about the palm fronds. That someone I saw a few, few people tweeting about that, that tonight. It's like this man just one survivor. And then even from tonight in the, in the word puzzle challenge, they had, they had the puzzle blocks. My man, the first word was you, but instead of the letter U, he put a sideways C. Like, just just perfect, perfect encaps- encapsulation of the man, the myth, the legend, the gabler. Just I love this guy, and we'll get into the even bigger story with the, with the donation, like what a man, like what, just what a finish to, to that guy's story. Yeah. All, all good things. Very happy right now. All right. So I'm sure there are plenty more to, to talk about with Gabler, but let's, uh, let's make our way through the episode here. Uh, so we've got the final five and I was not super excited when it started off just literally showing Jesse voting out Cody again. It's like, yeah, We've got you've got a three hour block and you're devoting the first couple, couple minutes to this. Like you must have nothing this episode, which proven wrong, thankfully. But interesting choice. Rather than just having Jesse narrate it, because everybody watching this knows what happens. Why show it? Why show is literally the same scene, not even like a secret scene or more to it. Just the tribal vote again. Yeah, I. I also uh, was a little nervous there, but then. You know, they brought me back in by telling me, reminding me that they were starting all over at a different location. Yeah, that this is this is a twist. It's a harmless twist, but it's a dumb twist. (laughs) (laughs) Like in in 42, they made no mention of it. This this season, basically no mention of it outside of Gabler saying he's he's tired and exhausted and needs to find some energy somewhere. Now they start over again. But that same comments, those same comments would have worked on any on any beach. 
like I think the show thinks they're doing this really fun last little little thing for them to to overcome at the end, but it doesn't seem to do anything. Again, this is one I know you, I know you've said before like I don't love it, but this is one where it's like it's it's it doesn't do anything to the game at all. There's just no point to it. Yeah, I and like they like the producers don't even believe it because we don't hear about it at all. Like aside from the moment that they do it. Yes. It seems so. like it's only used so that they can put the, the the clue to an advantage and not have it be somewhere they're super familiar with. But if they've got smart people writing clues, they can make it hard. They don't need to do it in some new location, but beside the point. So of course they get the new, the new the, or the envelopes at tree mail with, with clue to a secret advantage. Now, has it always been, I mean, it's always the, the last three seasons been in immunity challenge advantage. Have they changed up at all? Uh, you know, I can't say I remember the last three seasons super well. I could look it up, but that's not really the way we do things around here. We just go off the cuff and do our best. Authentic. We're wrong, we're wrong. Authentic. Um, but yeah, don't don't love the the final five immunity challenge advantage. And we've talked talked about this before. I don't think we need to rehash it, but I hope they change it up or just get rid of this completely. Don't see that happening. But make it like a food reward. Like say, hey, you just win like a steak dinner or something like that. That's beneficial, but and clearly it doesn't always work. But an advantage this late in the game at an immunity challenge is is just too much. Yeah, and it kind of seems like maybe. Maybe if it's that late and they're kind of done with the idle thing for the season, they think that that's like a good filler like segment. I don't know. Yeah, it, it feels like the show is is scared to have just a, cl- a clean round. Yeah. Which they shouldn't be. Cast no. the show right and those fears go out the window. No, it worked for a while doing that. Like, See, your your tone was so strict. I, I, I don't know how to react. I don't know what your what point by you're trying a, to take. I mean, by a while, I mean like thirty seasons. <laughs> like, yeah, it just keep doing the thing that brought all your viewers here. Yep. Uh, but with the advantage, it's it comes down to to Carla and Owen, and Owen once again gets the Charlie Brown moment, about as close to a perfect example of that as we got he's like reaching for the advantage and carla just swoops in snakes it away from him i mean if there's i I don't know if i've ever seen a storyline like owen so consistently persistent throughout a season that the player doesn't have like control over it's not something that they're actively doing or or personality trait they're playing up it's just these things that are happening to them yeah and just over and over and over it was it was so good. And he, and he reacted to it. We'll get into the differences between Carla's vote reaction and Owen's reactions to just everything and how much better Owen's are. <laughs> yeah. I want a side-by-side of Sammy's Patrick Mahomes and Owen throwing the rock into the water. <laughs> I'm going might... to say Owen's probably got the better form, but he also had about a tenth of the weight. Yeah. He was hawking around. Yeah, I not to get ahead of ourselves. I think like this storyline with Owen is um I would say 
there's like a 90% chance he's on a future season. I mean, yeah, the, the redemption story, just, I mean, it writes itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we get to the challenge, and they've got to maneuver a buoy through a series of water obstacles, get to the beach using two handles to transport puzzle blocks over a balance beam, finishing with a word phrase puzzle, playing for a steak and veggies reward. And Carla's advantage gives her 10 puzzle pieces, which Probe says is basically a third of them, already at her station, which seems like a big amount. And, you know, of course, she ended up losing. But once again, don't need to get into that because well, I, I, she had a bad ankle and a bad hand and a bad hand. Yes. But and a bad attitude. But also a great attitude, as we'll see later, which yes. I don't buy. But me neither. <laughs> we're, we're positive vibes tonight, Jared. We're, we're happy. We're happy. Um, and Owen, Owen wins. Owen, Owen gets the his third immunity win of the season. Kind of his, his one more or less saving grace so far um, and takes Cassidy with him to the survivor sanctuary, leaving the other three back at, back at camp. And I thought this was going to be it for Cassidy, especially once Owen separated her. The other three could have come up with a plan. Hey, let's just vote Cassidy. She's a challenge threat. It's, it's between her and Owen. You're going to win a challenge pretty much. We can't take Owen out. Obviously let's go for Cassidy. And I thought it was gonna be kind of a done deal. Um, but Cassidy still wants to vote out Carla. And Owen, Owen knows that he's got to get out Carla and Jesse in, in these next two, two votes if he wants any chance to win. And he thinks Jesse's the favorite right now after the Cody move. So get him out now and you know work on Carla later. But Cassidy's still stuck on Carla. Um, Cassidy, once again, talks about how she's driven most of the votes. But again, something we haven't seen before and maybe she did and the survivor edit editors and production team just didn't show us that which would be a huge disservice to her had she won and to the fans too um um but but she's she needs carla out just like jesse needed cody out to kind of so she wouldn't have to differentiate her game it would be an easier sell at final tribal without carla there which obviously it's a good point from her perspective um, but yeah, they either way they need to get both of those two out as far as the way they see it. And Jesse and Carla back at camp both know the vote, or assuming the vote will be between the two of them. Um, so they're trying to plan carefully. Carla pitches Cassidy to Jesse, which sounds good to him, but she actually wants to get Jesse out, kind of for the same reasons as as Owen. Um, but Jesse's pitch is that Cassidy and Owen, like I said, being the two biggest immunity threats, go after them. And which leaves Cassidy as the only option for this for this current vote. So there, there is some back and forth, and and Gabler's got his own plan. And what do you know? It's the, it's the one that ended up coming to fruition. He wanted to go to the end with Cassidy and Owen, and not that it was any sort of surprising plan, because obviously Jesse's the favorite. And even though she she faltered at the end, people still tend to seem to have a high respect for Carla's game. Um, but I mean. Part of part of survivors knowing knowing those things. And Gabler, at the very least, knew that he wouldn't win against either of those, need to go for Cassidy and Owen. What did you think of, of Jesse's approach here? Because the smart play would have been for him to try to get the votes onto him so he can idle out whoever he wants. But I don't know if he was just kind of going with the flow and didn't want to push push too much. What did you think about how he handled it? I was gonna ask you the same thing. Like this is probably one of the most thought-provoking moments of the show for me like strategy wise like i 
I was trying to think of what I would have done and then what the best thing for him to do in the situation he was given would be. And obviously, yeah, last, last week we talked about, you know, like assuming all the votes would go on Jesse and even having him try and lose the immunity challenge. So the votes would go on him and then he could just solo vote out whoever he wanted and look awesome. Um, I, my guess is that he, he knew that there were other targets and I think instead of just like randomly playing the idol for himself when someone else could go home, he kind of did the best he could and like still make a big show about it and draw all the attention to himself at tribal council. And like in the end, he knew he was going to play it for himself, but he didn't want it to look like he wasted it. And that was, I think the best he could have done. Yes, that part I definitely agree with. Um, I guess this was on me. What did you think specifically about before Tribal Council? Like, was there a way or anything he could have done to draw the votes to himself? Like, try to play up, you know, after that move last night, I'm sure I'm a target. So I'm just going to try to do whatever can to scratch and claw, whatever it might be. Or was he kind of just had to hope that they come his way and then and then work from there? I think he did the right thing. I. It's kind of like a micro move like to try and get the votes on you. And I, I don't, if it doesn't go well, you just kind of end up looking weird and like you, you're gonna, I mean, you have a huge like secret weapon that nobody knows about anyway. And yeah. there's a few different ways to make it look good. So just kind of let things go how they will. And yeah, go from there. Yeah, but then like like you mentioned at Tribal Council, he does play it early on rather than waiting for the votes to be cast. And I th- I agree 100% that this was in the moment the the right play. That if he if his read is that the votes aren't going towards him, then waiting to play it, the, yeah, the reveal is kind of cool, but then the the end result is you know, a, a bomb that doesn't go off at all. It's just like, oh, he's played an idol because, of course, he's going to play an idol, but zero votes went his way, so whatever. And this way, yeah, like you said, he was able to draw the attention to himself and cause a little chaos and kind of get his his face back in the mix for for driving driving that vote. And the result there was the first live tribal of the season, which I wasn't thrilled about, but at least we got subtitles for it. So we knew what people were saying. That's, that's a nice little change up. Yeah, we we might feel a little different about live tribals. I like it every once in a while, but I think, um, you know, like at Winners in War or in Winners at War, when they were doing it, like almost every week, it seemed like, um, yeah, it was just it was a little too much. And if if it's a if it's a binary decision, yes or no, I'm going to say no. But yeah, once in a while it works. But JT, once again, earning the earning the game changer name, though. Good for him. Yeah. every time a live travel happens uh yep um sorry i kind of got lost go ahead i was just gonna i was kind of uh, nothing else on that okay. one okay. um but yeah they go through the different you know this person talking to that person talking to that person talking to this person those have to be pretty interesting moments because like when when gabler and jesse say let's talk 
nothing stopping like say Cassidy from just going and just standing next to them. Yeah. Like why wouldn't you at that point? Like, yes, you're going to annoy them, but if you think they're targeting you anyway, which they were talking about, make them say it in front of you. Yeah. I was, I was wondering like what the etiquette was for that. Cause like Owen goes over and he's like, am I interrupting something? <laughs> like, uh, buddy, like you, you maybe should be, Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, maybe it's just understood that there will be time for everyone to talk to everyone and like you don't just want to be a jerk about it. But I think maybe the point in the game might affect it if it's early merge. And if you if you think like Buddy Nin's going to switch the target to you, but you're at the final five at this point, you got to throw out everything you've got. Like Carla even threw out the to, to Cassidy. If, you, if I'm voted out, I won't vote for you threat, which. I don't know how often it works, but if you're that up against the wall, do whatever you got to do. And at well, this point in the final five, I mean, yeah, it ended up being true, but I don't know that <laughs> Kathy voting her out was, was the final nail in that coffin for her. Um, but at this point, again, final five, if, if you think you're being targeted, even if there's an inkling of it, insert yourself into the conversation, make it hard for them or make them say in front of you, yes, Gabler, we're going to vote out Cassidy. Yep. I don't know. Uh, for 43 seasons in, I guess I haven't, yeah, I haven't paid a lot of attention to trends in live tribals. So, yeah. But then it does, it does go against Carla. And I don't know that I have a clear, like a fully clear read on why Carla over Cassidy. It seemed like Jesse wanted Cassidy and Cassidy wanted Carla like strongly each. I mean, I know Gabler wanted Gabler wanted Carla to go, and I guess Owen. Yeah. And since they assumed Jesse was playing his idol, but then Carla voted for him anyway. I, I guess I have a a simple theory that that um, Owen didn't want to risk a two two split, but it wouldn't affect him at all. I. I just think that they all realized Carla had played the better game. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I was I was thinking, like, what's going to give us the best chance to get to the end? And I, th- I feel like that would have been taking out Cassidy. But to your point, if you get to the end with a better player, it doesn't really matter if you get to the end or not. That's so I guess true. It, I guess it, it's balancing those two, two aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah, because you wouldn't expect Carla to win in fire necessarily. But yeah, it kind of depends long term who you see yourself sitting at the end with. And yeah. I, and then Carla, her very end, I was it just annoyed me. It she, was she, it was brutal. She well, first she votes for Jesse because yep. she didn't want to give him a perfect game. It's like yep. What? Like I I know it won't count anyway because the idol negates it, but it's still a vote for him. Like what like I, I don't know what to say. It's just so stupid. Yeah. Um, like honestly, there's there would have been a legitimate way that you could play that off. And and it's just that like I thought you might not play your idol. Like so I, or like I thought you might play it for someone else. So I threw a vote on you. Like or still vote for Cassidy. Like maybe one other person will vote for Cassidy and we'll get and we'll at least get a, yeah. get a split. Yeah, but but she just straight up said 
and and he knew too like it was i mean that's so petty like that's i think that is things like that are why i have not been enjoying watching her very much yeah that i wonder if, the, if she could ask about that in in interviews because that was it was just weird if nothing else um and then she talks about how how happy she is now she's yeah, like excited to get, her, to get her her torch stuff like no like yeah. i get where you can be like if you're really in the moment it's like this is not a cool moment but my torch is getting stuff by jeff Probst right now it's like it's an iconic moment it's like but, it's like a cathartic thing yeah like, but she's talking about how how happy she is and it's not like she was up against the wall being targeted every vote and she was pulling out idols, pulling out challenge wins and she just couldn't do it for one more. And now she's just gone. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just, it just bugged me. Yeah. Like it didn't feel her, authentic. No. Well, I don't think that's kind of what I'm getting. I just don't yeah. think that she's a very authentic person, at least on the show. Like I, yeah. Um, I thought it's just weird to like go to one tribal council and like throw a vote on someone so they don't have a perfect record. And well, no, that's the same tribal, right? Like, yep. like to to throw a vote on someone so they don't have a perfect record and then be like, oh, I don't care. Like I'm I'm happy. I'm happy I'm leaving. It's like those two things don't seem to go super well together. Yeah, they're me. not completely diametrically opposed, but they're they're pretty close to me. Yeah, like you, like you definitely were aware of that, and you cared enough to do it. Yes, and now you're just saying you're super happy to go home. Yeah, that was yeah. that was odd. Because then you've got Owen, and he and he talks about in the final tribal about how things would go poorly. He would he would get pissed off. He'd throw rocks. He'd he punched a tree. He said he broke his stick at the, yeah. the last immunity, which he said like, I love that raw emotion, like. As long as you're not directing it at another player, like you're not shoving someone who wins or you're saying, like, oh, F you, Cassidy, you won again or whatever, whatever it might be. I love it. I love seeing that players care. They're there to win. Nobody wants to lose. It should suck when you lose a challenge. Yeah, that's you should kind be of, pissed off. That's what I've been a little irritated. The show has been missing lately. It's like everyone's just there having a good time and maybe it's like a social tactic where no one wants to make any waves but like i like you all you all want to win right i think i hope so yeah um the other thing and i'm just i'm piling on at this point but it's it's a little bit of a vent vent sesh for me um i i think like when you say it wasn't like authentic, the happiness or, you know, alleged happiness of uh -huh. getting her torch snuffed. This is like, like she was also making like very obvious plays at the end of the game. Like say, what were we talking about last week um, or two weeks ago? And she was like, Oh no, you shouldn't play your idol or like something like that. And, and it's like, everyone sees what you're doing and like you think we don't so this was kind of the last the last thing for me is just that it's like 
we know that you're trying to like play it off like you're happy and you don't care but like we know that you wanted to win this game yeah yeah I, I, i'd agree with that but she's out jesse's still in as the, the way it should be and get you down to the final four classic community challenge maneuver those those bowls through the wobbly platform stack them on top 15 bowls to win i like this challenge i prefer something a little more grand in scale or like willpower like hand on an idol for what do you think the of final? the of the uh, classic um balls rolling through what which one is that called emotion yes emotion you know that's probably a smaller scale one that i like okay. i don't like how often they, they go to it though yeah it kind of diminishes it um but because that's kind of like um it's in the same broad category as like a willpower one because it's so simple in concept that you need to be able to like focus and you can't lose lose focus for just a second even on that whereas with this one you can kind of take a breath and take a beat if you need to if you think you can afford to but like in some motion it's you're you're always doing something with it even though it's and you've got the one arm arm behind the back makes it a little more tough but i like something like that preferably just the straight willpower like touch this idol for as long as you can or or the huge like Go through the go through the obstacle course, different stations, collecting puzzle pieces to make the final puzzle. Those are the ones I like for the final tribal, but I like this one enough. I don't like how something as out of control, out of your control as wind can play a factor <laughs> in the final immunity <laughs> challenge. Like if you play, if you do it perfectly for 14 bowls, and then all of a sudden a huge gust comes, just knocks it over. Like, I again, we go back to this all the time. Survivor is not a fair game, but at this point in the game, they should do everything they can to make it a fair game as fair as possible. You got to be an athlete, you know, trust your fitness. Yeah, just that's an inside joke that I think three listeners were getting. That's what you got to overcome the odds. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, yeah, I guess not really a complaint, just, just yeah. a preference. Yeah, um. What do you what do you think of this compared to like the ones where you have to hold the platform steady with the rope and put the blocks on there? It's kind of in the same vein. That one's more fun to watch because there's more like a- more active movement. Um, but that one, there was one. Maybe it was one of the international versions. Maybe it was the U.S. where the the platform was like blocked so it wasn't just like an open stand so so the wind was was negated a little bit i don't recall that being any of the u.s ones might have been yeah either australia or south africa i think at least or something similar to that um but it's same kind of vein in mostly because of uh, it's a little too small scale but yeah whenever like wind can just like screw you over completely not a huge fan of that at this point in the game, but again, not a complaint, just a, just a personal preference. Yeah. It's, it's not like just finding an advantage that is like, you're not immune. Good luck. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, Owen and Cassidy are right there as everyone probably expected. 
Owens stack falls at 13 bowls. Cassidy secures her third immunity win after that. Securing her spot at the final tribal council. So at this point, we pretty much assumed that she was going to take either Gabler or or Jesse. I'm so, I'm sorry, that's completely wrong. Gabler or Owen go <laughs> to go against Jesse in in the fire. Um, did you think there was any chance? And before she talks to Jesse about it, any chance that she was going to put herself into fire? No, she was way too confident, like in her game. Yep, she. One thing, one point she did make that I agree with is that if you think you've, if you feel truly feel you've earned your spot in the final, there should be no need for you to go to go into the fire making challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, yeah, texted you during the show just about like potential outcomes. And I was thinking like, is there a scenario where she does not take Jesse out directly and still wins? And I was like, yeah, I actually think that's likely. So I, I didn't really have a problem with the decision. I just didn't think there was any chance that she would actually step in and do that. Right. And there was one, cause, cause Noel asks about this at the final tribal and one of my favorites mentioned him all the time, Dalton Ross, he tweeted out, the fact that the final immunity challenge winner gets called out by the jury for not giving up immunity tells you everything you need to know about how dumb the final four fire making is. I need to, I need to process that. You can continue. Um, tells you how dumb the final four fire making is. So like when, yeah, when like no, negates, it, it negates, it negates winning. the fact yeah. yeah, negates winning the challenge. Yeah. But anyway, it's a great um, point. It is a great point. He's one of the best. Um, so Cassidy knows she has to get Jesse out. So that's that's the easy choice. Now it's just who who to, who to who to send and to fire against him. Um, I I thought it should be what she ended up doing: take Owen to the final and send Gabler because Gabler has been the fire guy as much as we've seen at least. And knowing the the game Owen's had, like he probably would have broken his like flint or something like that and just just be just be done just the way, <laughs> the, way the game was against him. Yeah. Uh, hindsight, I think it was the right call. I mean, they were they were doing all kinds of like crazy editing stuff, like showing us the like everyone left trying to make fire, and it's like Jesse didn't look too good, and then they made Owen look good, and then Gabler was like gonna die or something because he didn't eat enough food. And was, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. what did you think about about the show providing them with like multiple fire making kits to practice with? Yeah, I don't I don't think I like it. Not a fan. Not a fan. If you don't know fire by day 25, tough luck. Yep. Yeah, that's that's completely on you. Find supplies to make <laughs> it if you can, but that that's on you. Um so Owen and Gabler both want to go in against Jesse in fire. Um Owen, I think, had to. I think he needed something if he wanted even a, a chance to win. Gabler, I <laughs> Given what we saw, if she had flipped it and Owen beat Jesse in the fire, I'm still going to think Gabler probably wins the game. I don't think that if, if Gabler's winning seven to one to zero with this, I don't think that many votes are flipping just because Owen won a fire challenge at the end. But 
did that many votes flip because Gabler took Jesse out? So like the votes that weren't Gabler went him just because it was again. See, I I hope not because I don't think Jesse was this like revered firemaker. So yes, he took out the biggest threat. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that was he took out the threat. Yeah, but I think Gabler versus Jesse, the expected result should have been Gabler wins that. And I, I don't like in this particular, it's not like Jesse had been making the fire every day and just like whipped it up like that. And then Gabler took him out. It was Gabler, the guy who probably is the best perceived fire maker up against Jesse, who is whatever at fire. I, I don't think because Jesse was a threat in the game that Gabler beat him at something he should have beaten him at. That wasn't even his call to do. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, maybe it did. I, I would hope it wouldn't because in this yeah. particular case, I don't, it didn't really prove anything that they didn't, that they didn't already know. Yeah. I guess I, I didn't have a good enough pulse on that, like going in um, that Gabler was like the heavy, heavy favorite to beat Jesse and fire. But um, I mean, looking at Jesse's face, like before the fire making started, when he knew he was going up against Gabler, probably told you a lot. He <laughs> didn't look too good. Yeah, like if you put if you put Tiger Woods against me in a in a close to the pin challenge, and I'm the biggest threat left in the game, that and that's what it's. I mean, then that's what it's at. Yeah, he should win that challenge. Like I was an extreme example, but that's kind of how this one felt. I I can see it that way now. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Gabler, this is this was, and I texted you about this, which ended up being very prophetic. Gabler talks about how if he wins, if he wins the game, he's going to make history. And how many times did he say make history in, in this episode? Like, it was a like lot. Twenty. It was he a lot. He, he said he's going to donate the entire million dollar prize to the Veterans in Need charity. And we were texting a little bit throughout the episode, and I said at eight fifteen. Or is Gabler winning this? Why would why else would they sh- show us show that comment just to have him then lose the game when this hadn't been talked about at least on air at all during the entire season? I'm glad and- you brought this up. Um, well, let's and I'll tell you. Well, uh, you already know my response, but I'll share it. Um, I said I think it's just Gabler talking because. That's like he, they need a sound bite from him. And like in Cass's mind, like she wants him to make fire, not only because he can make it, but because he's like so far away from being a contender that she doesn't even think him taking Jesse out in fire will be enough for him to win the game. And um, so I thought he was just so far behind, like in their eyes that he couldn't come back and win. But I think when you have seen the whole episode, like Cassidy just didn't have a great feeling about, well, like she, she wasn't really in the loop about who is perceived as being the best players. For someone whose whole pitch was finger on the pulse ended up to really uh, not be so much. Yeah. But yeah. So, so Gabler, Gabler does that. And looking back on it, that should have been like a clear sign. Like, almost an annoyingly obvious sign 
Because can you imagine if, if he just mentions that at the finale after he wins with no preamble? Like I that, know that like, like that's a moment. I would have lost it. <laughs> like you go through yeah. all of this, the arguably the most unlikely winner from day one just cruises to a victory at Final Trouble Council, newly minted millionaire before taxes. There, uh, Jeff Kent. He probably already and, is, though. And then, then he just drops that he's going to donate the entire prize to charity. Like, that would have been so much better than getting yeah, this yeah. sound clip to get people thinking about what does this mean? Why would you just include this now? And then to then have it happen, save it for the end. Save it for the end, and, and it's it plays so much better in the moment where no one's expecting it. But this is Survivor, and they make mistakes a lot in the editing. And that's well, one you know thing. what they what they also did with the edit um, that you you may have caught this too. But uh, when Owen said he did not come this far to be a zero vote finalist at Tribal Council, like he said that with probably like four people left, and I was like, oh boy, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, because that could have that could have meant, I think that was probably the the, mo- the likeliest scenario. After that comment, the next likeliest was that he wins. Yep. And then yep. the third was that he gets like one vote. Yeah. So he's not in a zero vote, but yes, he does join the the, the auspicious club of the zero vote finalists, kept kept in by Stephen Fishback, I believe. Um. So we get to the final four. Uh, Trouble Council, Fire Making Challenge. Cassidy does take Owen, sends Gabler into fire against Jesse. And Gabler not only wins, he <laughs> sets the new record for fastest fire making challenge win in the show's history at like four minutes, I think nine seconds. And they're at what, like nine fire making challenges now? Like in just in since they made it mandatory. They probably done like 12, like 11 yeah, or 12 I, or something like it that. It was um, Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. I'm just blanking on what number season that was. That was 35. Yep, 35. So one, two, three, four, five, six, nine. That's yep. what I'm here for. And very glad that he, that he took the record from Chris Underwood. Don't need that guy's name oh, on any sort of record books. Good riddance. Yep. Hope, hope his hope his socks company is doing well. <laughs> um. I mean, if Gabriel's going to win fire and then win the game, like him setting the record is just absolutely perfect. Like, I love it so much. I like that that Chris Underwood started a raunchy socks company and Gabler beat his record and then donated all the money to charity. (laughs) Gabler is too good for this world. We don't we don't deserve him. Phenomenal guy. Incredible. Um. And then Jesse has a really emotional exit. I was actually more affected by this than I thought I would be. Jesse was my was by him and Cody and Gabler for like very different reasons. We're probably my three favorite players for the entire season. Jesse was my episode one winner pick. But Jesse, when he got voted out, like I was, I was feeling it. And maybe it was his reaction and like the entire jury's reaction who clearly is. It looked like they were all, they, they all wanted him to win. I feel like it would have been an easy 8-0 sweep if he had made it to, to the final three. But there are people in jury choke, getting choked up, tearing up. Jesse's starting to cry. And then he's got Gabler in his ear trying to cheer him up. <laughs> like, 
the most the most well-intentioned comments i'm sure uh, but if i'm in that position that's the last thing i want to hear is 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 gabler trying to cheer me up and then cassidy one who sent you there yeah trying to cheer you up i'd be i i would i don't know what i would have done but i would i wouldn't have been happy i thought when she tried to hug jesse there was a second there where he like pulled away i was like oh do it jesse don't give in then he hung her yeah I was like, what's the only worst thing that you can say if you're Gabler? Like, it's okay. I'm going to donate the money anyway. <laughs> Did you notice before they started the challenge, Gabler gave him nuts and said that you got this. <laughs> Jesse. That also should have been a sign. Like, that was almost the, uh, my favorite one like that is the ghost Island um, where Chris Noble thinks he's going to vote Dom out at the first post-merge vote and chris gets up to vote and dom goes go get him buddy <laughs> and then they vote him out god that ghost island merge episode is so good it's one of the best it's one, one of, of the best. best ever noble takes everyone except dom and wendell <laughs> Subtle. oh man yep yep the, the noble man what a what a guy man um but yeah, I just want to like with Jesse, like 43 seasons in and the show is still getting me to like emotionally invest in a person who I've never met, probably never will meet or even see outside of a game like this and to like be that affected by it. It's one of the things that makes that makes the show so special. And this is the first time we've I've had that for sure in the new era. I hadn't come close to it in 41 or 42. And in a new player season. I'm not even sure when when the last time would have been. I mean, Tony winning Winners at War, oh. that that final fire making challenge and and the win that yep. that for sure got me. That's a returning player trait connection too. Yep. For a first time player, like it's just it's just so cool that this show can still have that effect. And you're not going to get it every season, but it just makes those times when you do feel that connection just makes it that much more special and. As much as we rag on the show and rip on it for dumb creative decisions or even poor casting, I mean, when they get it right, they can still knock it out of the park. Yeah. And, and even just like a few cast members, because like, I, yeah, I wouldn't say this season was like one of their best by any means, but like you get a few people on there with a good story and like it really means something to them to win it. Like you're going to get good content regardless of who wins um but yeah i i wasn't quite i don't know i wasn't quite as affected by it just because i i kind of knew it was coming like he played with that intensity the whole season and i yeah i thought i thought he handled that about on par with my expectations but yeah um and then like i thought for and it seems like him and him and cody are on like great terms uh agreed and and i i wonder like if it made it a little easier to heal that connection like seeing jesse feel the pain of of like a rough exit like they've both kind of been there now and they can relate, but interesting. 
I didn't think about it that way. It makes sense that 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 it would make it easier. I feel like it's something that it would just kind of happen. You wouldn't. I don't think Cody would ever think like, "I hope he gets voted out." So he yeah, not pain. not but, vindictively. But, but yes, when it happens, yeah. I think it because then then it's just another like common bond they have too. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, um, but yeah, Jesse was a hell of a player, hell of a story, best story on the season, I think, from like a, a life standpoint. I mean, I think Gabler's story. Yeah, Noel up, was pretty good. Noel was good. But yeah, I mean, there's there's some good. That's probably some, it, though. Some good stories there. Yeah. In terms of like that emotional hook. Yeah. Um, and then Gabler gets us with the with the hook with the with the whole charity charity moment. And again, I'm just still in shock that Gabler freaking wins this game. Um. So we get to final tribal and for the most part, it w- there wasn't anything like ex- explosive or too aggressive, but I thought all three did fairly well. They yeah. all, they all knew their game. So they knew how to frame their answers to best highlight what they did. And obviously for Owen and, and Cassidy, it came up short, but I don't know what else they could have realistically done without just outright line that people would have seen through anyway to highlight what they did to get there. Yeah. I, I think it's also like in a, from a bigger picture, look just a reflection of how high a level people play the game at now. Like, I don't think that there's, it's been a while since we've had a, a player like Jesse, you know um, where he's just, he seems to like know all the ins and outs of the game and make the savvy moves and big moves. And like, that's great, but people have seen so many seasons of this show now that like they come to tribal really prepared and they know the types of questions they're going to have to answer. And in season 43, if you go to tribal council and just bomb, like it's, I don't know what you thought you were coming into. Yeah. Well, there's that. And then there's, but then there's also being able to articulate that because you can, you can know what questions are coming, but you still need to be able to answer that yeah. in a, in an intelligent, like cohesive, cohesive way. And I, and I think they all did that. Yeah. I, I thought they all did well. Yeah. I think, did you have any sense throughout of, is Owen going to be zero votes? Is Gabler Cassidy going to win? Or did you really not have any idea once it was all before in between the ending of the council and the voting? Probably. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you like a, a time lapse. Um, okay. So going into final tribal council, I thought that Owen had gotten the best edit of anyone and and he was the most edited like a winner in the um, in the season or specifically yes, the in the season up to that point okay um yeah like even through the finale up to that point i just i felt like they were doing something intentional with his story um then throughout them talking to the jury the only thing i started to become very confident about was that Cassidy was not going to win because um, she just looked kind of weak, like not bad, but it wasn't like, 
I, I had a hard time imagining they could edit her like that in Final Tribal and then give her the winning votes. So then I thought it was between like Gabler and Owen, but Cassidy still might get a couple. And that's when I texted you. Like, I think it might only take four votes to win this thing. And that's not what happened. Yeah. So those I, are my thoughts. That, yeah. That's pretty close. I thought going in, I, I also agree that I think, I think Owen for sure this episode had the best, the best edit. And he had the most consistently edited story on the season. So, like, if his whole arc is the underdog who was always fighting for a place, finally comes out on top, like, there's a very clear arc from episode one to the finale of what his game was. So that was very clearly laid out. Whereas Cassie, like we said before, I don't really know what her story was at this point. And it would have been horribly edited for a winner. That was the main thing that made me refused to believe she was going to win even though all the signs all the signs tonight or a lot of them seem to point that way but there was no effort made by production to paint her in any sort of light yeah. to give her any sort of storyline and, and and i i get not making the winner obvious and obviously it wasn't the case in this in this season but they should have given her something to make us think a cassidy wouldn't be more believable so it is more even evened out at the final tribal and then Gabler, honestly, I think I was discounting his chances because he was Gabler. Like if you look at, if you look at what he was saying he was doing and then what he did, like he did those things. Yeah. And he's just, it, so, he's just so eccentric and goofy and silly and weird that they come off not as serious or as, as well thought out plans as it would from someone a little more quote-unquote normal yeah uh and and everything he was saying at that tribal council was like immediately confirmed by several people on the jury like they're like yes like we knew exactly what you're talking about with this and at one point i mean like cassidy got like just swatted by it was it was pretty bad that but she never that would, she didn't have a comeback for it either that was the point because up until that exact moment i wasn't sure which way i was leaning for who was going to win and then when cassie brought up was it the the ryan vote yep and then they said well actually it was this and then she goes oh i uh, uh, and kind of stumbled i was like yep. oh, okay yep. they're not going to show that moment if for your winner if she wins the game i was like okay so so Gabler's winning this, winning the survivor. That's that's a thing that's happening that we're about to witness. Yep, the ride or die. I like it was. It just all came together perfectly for him. And I was, I was wondering, like I had, I had it in my head. How am I going to get on and record this? And like, like, do I seriously? Because I, I, I never believed that Gabler could win, and I, I wanted it very badly. But we talked about that a few times. Yeah, I was like, is Owen going to win this thing and then I'm going to come on here or like is Cassidy still going to win this thing? And I'm going to come on here and sound like I'm whining because I actually legitimately thought Gabler played the best game <laughs> out of the three of them <laughs> and people are going to think I'm nuts. But like, no, it, it actually, yeah, everyone was kind of on the same page at the end. 
Yeah, like completely. Uh, James still voted for Cassidy in a very he had a very impassioned fa- wor- voting words there, and then just all Gabler seven to one to zero, like a convincing win. A convincing that's, that's Gabler the best part. win, just yes. like we all thought. <laughs> like what, hey, Jared? If you could think back to episode one, what would you have put the odds of a Gabler win at just off of that episode? Like, I, like plus plus what? I. I mean, a hundred to one is my first number that, <laughs> that I jumped to in my head. Uh, yeah, I I go a hundred to one, and like, and you could have given me like the after episode one, like the sixteen other people left, and like the worst would have been like sixty to one, and then Gabler would have been like a hundred. It's just nuts! Like, what an <laughs> incredible journey! It's. And he's he, like we said, he seems like such a good guy. Like it's it's very fun to have him as a winner of Survivor. Like just a good, solid human being who gave us entertainment the entire season and has played a a solid game. And he he basically played exactly what he said he was going to do, which is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I mean we've seen what happens when we trust Gabler now. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Ellie is. Like, that's just, I thought that's even, just even funnier now. That it's like, I guess if you trust Gabler, it does lead to your demise ultimately. So I guess maybe she was proven right. She, she knew something we did not see. Yeah. But for, for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I need to know her reaction to find out Gabler wins this game. <laughs> just, I, I wish if she was like live streaming this finale, I would have paid to see her watching the votes get read yes i'm gonna i wish i knew what her i'm gonna try to find her on instagram see if uh, she do, had, has any like stories up right now um because yes that would just be fantastic i think this is her um nothing she's not posted since october and no stories okay that's that's unfortunate because yes that could have been great content maybe she stopped watching <laughs> I wonder how many players do stop after they're eliminated. Probably not a lot. Probably not, but I bet I bet some. Yeah. Uh, man, and there's well, there's another thing too. Like we we've now talked about like having a a good guy like Gabler. Um, like how fun it is to watch him win the season, but I think like a lot of the jury members especially lately seem to take pride in like having a respectable winner representing them and like being able to look back on your season and like having the right person there and i think they're all probably going to feel pretty good about who won and what ultimately ended up happening with the million dollars yeah and I, I do wonder if Gabler had mentioned this before at any point in the season or had said he'll donate some of it, like if it came up. Like like, like you said earlier when you, when you talk about how high level the games tend to be, I would hope that wouldn't sway them to vote for him because of that. Maybe in an all else is exactly equal. That's your, your tipping, your um, deciding factor. But I, I hope if people knew about that, they didn't vote for him because of that. Um, they, I mean, they seem like they were shocked. 
like that's that's what I'm saying. If may, maybe the whole amount was the surprise, but he, I feel like he would he would keep it to himself. I feel like he wouldn't want to use that as the not not to say what Jeremy did was wrong in second chance. I just think Gabler. I get the impression he wouldn't want that to be what may, what gives him the win. Yeah. No, I I think you're right, and like knowing that he didn't necessarily need the money afterwards like i i think that makes it less likely that he would have done it like as a tactic i I think that he was fine winning or losing true very fair and yeah i'd feel like a a heart valve specialist it sounds like a high paying job it does uh, at least higher than mine Yes, higher than both of ours combined, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't think we know what each of us makes, but it's probably more than us put together. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm gonna feel very confident saying that. Yep, yep. Well, that closes the book on 43. Any any final thoughts? Things we didn't go over. Final final flowers to give out. Any anything else for 43, Jared? It feels like I feel like we should have talked about this longer. Like. I was so satisfied by just the episode in general, like where, I mean, we could talk about like, like way too soon reactions to the season and like how the finale kind of stacked up and like, like as a whole and um, who you think we might see again. I think those would be a few interesting things to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think where it stacks up, it's for sure the best of the new era seasons. Easily. Easily. Um, the And the Gabler win, just shockingly, of all things, a Gabler win cements that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the, the reason I kind of thought we probably would have gone a little longer on it as well, but I think the reason we didn't is that now that we see Gabler w- won, we can look back and see the path that he took to get there. It's not like it came out of the blue. He's not just some, like we, we talked, we can't, we compared him to Roxbury a little bit, which now apparently was extremely unfair, but yeah, early that on was a bad job by us. Like if Roxbury had won that season, that would have felt completely out of left field. There'd been no, nothing we could point to that would say, Oh, this was what he was doing. But with Gabler, he was laying it all out clear as day for us the entire season. So it's not like we have to take this huge journey back and dissect each vote and each move and this and that, the other thing, because it was all there for us. So I feel like that is one reason why it's a very fun and surprising win. But when you look back on it, the, the, the clues, the, the breadcrumbs were there for it. Um, do you want to take a, take a slap at where this would stack up for you in all Survivor seasons or do you not have a take on yeah, take that? I would go like top half top half okay um i'm i grade the new ones very harshly as everyone probably knows but i i thought that this was just overall done pretty well so um yeah it would be i think like where you're gonna start to get really picky is like how does a good modern season of survivor compare to a good like older season of survivor like how would this compare against panama like i i have no idea so yeah that's fair um but yeah top half 
Yeah, I think I need to reassess where I have 42 and maybe even 41. I think I was, I think I'm a little high on both. Oh, I, I got rankings. them in the right place. Because <laughs> right now I have 42 at 18. That seems super high. Yep. Maybe not super high, but a few spots too high. Because that's maybe about where 43 would be. That 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there. But yeah, the top half, but close to the, the, the halfway point, I'd say. Um, but a, a very, I mean, that's the thing though. Top half is there's still 20 seasons on either side of that. So top half at this point in survivor, isn't like a bad thing to say. No, no. I mean, in av- we've always said, yeah, an average season of survivor is just, uh, it's a great viewing experience. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. Like I said, when we did our, our countdown, when we first started this, this show, only a, only a very select number of seasons are like actively bad television. Yeah. Yep. So, and a hit rate like that with now 43 seasons under your belt is pretty, pretty impressive. Even for all the things that they're, they do that we don't necessarily get on board with. They're still hitting at a pretty high clip rate. Yep. Um, so yeah, probably in agreement there. Um, like finale in general, I thought this was a really good episode. Um, not a lot of wasted time outside of the first two minutes. Uh, yep. Like good challenges, good storytelling, um, good winner, like strategic decisions had to be made. It was, it kind of had everything that you needed. Yeah, I thought it was a, a terrific episode, a terrific finale. I think this and and the Cody vote out are probably easily the two best episodes of the season. Oh, I mean, and it's not even close. the last two episodes of this season were. Oh, that was just last week. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That, the last that was two. like, I thought that it was still, I still would have said even up to that point, it was the best new season. Oh, yeah. That they had done. Yes. And then these last two episodes just. <laughs> they they ended strong yes they i mean this this is as strong of an ending as i mean, I guess when you say recent seasons two of those are 42 and 41 <laughs> and then you get into island of the idols and edge of extinction so not exactly <laughs> a a uh a a killer a murderer's row of seasons there if you will um but still yeah either way Regardless of the company it keeps, super strong ending. Um, let's see, yeah, let's see the, the cast here. Um, do you want me to go through just the boot order? Uh, well, let's before we let's save that like for the end. One more point, um, yes. small point. We thought that it might be the same just for 41 and 42. Um, how they did the finale, and then 43 might be a new thing, but it appears they are just indefinitely going to read the votes while they are there and not do a live tribal oh, or a yeah. live live probe, reunion probe said as much in with an interview okay. with, with dalton ross he said it's um probes loves loves this idea it's not going anywhere that's too bad um i, I think there's pros and cons i mean it's nice to see like the the reactions are very fresh um and like seeing like the three players who are still in the game learn about things from the jury like in real time 
as they're all sitting there at the end was was kind of fun and i liked i actually liked that they replayed some moments that we or played some moments we had not seen um like as they were all talking about it after the votes had been read too so i i liked that as a feature i'm not sure how much they've done that in the past but yeah um based on twitter's reaction i think that was the first time because they released secret scenes every week after the episode was released but based on twitter's reaction it seemed like that was the first time they'd done it in the in the um after show which which i agree i thought it was a really good good decision yeah so i just i i'm forever gonna miss the big episode feel of the live um but it it seems like they're at least getting better doing it this way i mean the greatest loss is we'll, we're we're now never going to get another survivor proposal jared gosh you're right well the the david carolina one is still not carolina <laughs> stephanie is is it stephanie no i is it carolina i think it was carolina is that yeah one of the most awkward moments on live tv i've ever seen in like a very uh, i need to keep watching this way and then it just ends horribly which is sad but it kind of was perfect for the start of it it was just i love that one rob and amber still going strong all these yep. years later still killing it and then the other one just goes up in flames yep okay well that's good i i obviously don't pay as much attention to uh the the survivor updates um yes. But okay, uh, yeah, cast. Okay, first boot, Mariah. No, Justine. I, I actually, I think, I think they might want to have Mariah back on, but I, I, they're gonna have to be selective. There's what? Do, what do you think of the idea of an all first boots season? <sighs> it would depend. It would depend how you cast it like like for what reason are you picking them just for? because because they're first boots yeah but like is it just i i guess if you have a big enough season like you're there's only going to be so many first boots that are able to do it again but it's like how do we know who's good from who got booted first that, that's the thing people people mention this as a season all the time but like they were gone first for a reason and true, they got cast for a reason, but I think it's such a high risk option that I feel like they wouldn't go for it. No, and and if you're gonna burn a returner season, like especially with their ratings kind of being in the tank, like you're gonna want to bring back the the more legend type people. I think what they should do, and Survivor South Africa just did this with arguably their best season, was a pre-merge tribe and a post-merge tribe so people who didn't who didn't i think it was anyone who got voted out pre-merge and then for the post-merge i think it was anyone just who didn't win can't remember if they had any runners up but either way pre-merge post-merge and it was an awesome season it was super good that's a really cool idea to yeah. kind of bridge the gap a little bit yep okay uh justine no neca I, I could see them again. I could. There's some people I could see them wanting to bring back, but not for me. Lindsay, 
who? Lindsay, who? Oh yeah, she she, she got uh, herself voted yeah. out by by speaking herself into target into existence. So probably not. No, Geo. No, Ellie. No, I think she'd be on the short list. I think they liked her. I think I don't think I'd pick her, but I think from survivor standpoint, I think she'd be on a on the on a let's let's check in with Ellie type list. Okay. Uh Dwight. Nah. Maybe in a few years. He's only 22. Give him till he's like 30 or so. It's like I'm I'm trying to think of people who it's like and it doesn't have to be a lot. I'm just trying to think of if who in in three years am I gonna be like, oh yeah, Dwight's coming back. Honestly, looking at this at the the boot list here. It's almost like exactly split jury and non-jury. I don't, I don't think there's anybody pre-jury that I would actively want back. And then from the from the merge, again, not, I'm not saying I want everybody back, but everyone who I wouldn't want back is from that point. And I think everyone they'd be most likely to ask back is from that point too. Um Janine might have earned her spot with those facial reactions tonight. <laughs> that was, we did not talk about that, man. That was, that was a pretty great moment. What did she say? Like, is that my idol? <laughs> yep. That like, was great. She like had her, had her head in her, in her, in her knees. Just like people were put patting her back, like comforting her, like just crushed. Like she was stunned. Open mouth, just like, like a statuesque, just staring out at Jesse. <laughs> What I didn't get though is like you're already out of the game and like you yeah I like I don't I don't get what was so devastating about that being her idol or not her idol. So I'm guessing because when she got voted out the idol was still like was still there because she didn't get voted out with it. Dwight oh yeah, because she thought Dwight got Dwight, voted out with okay, it, or what she okay. thought was with it. Yeah, but then the idol was still there while she was still in the game. I think that's oh, what man. was was messing with her. What that's just just looking back on this season. That's that was just a great twist. That yeah, yep, incredible. Yep. Okay, and then we've got James and Ryan. The next two. It's oh, a no for me on both of those. Noel. Yeah, I think I think they might bring her back. I'd be in be in on a, on a Noel comeback. Then Sammy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I could see them bringing him back too. For sure on Sammy. Cody, easy yes. Yeah, easy yes. Uh, Carla. Yeah, I could I could see her coming back, but I think I think we've we kind of know what she is like as a player. Um her personality like there's not much that she could do that would be new for me i'd agree i mean you never know what someone will do on a, do on a second cha- on a second opportunity but i would probably lean towards agreement with you there um jesse yep 100 and then yep. our finalist owen cassidy gabler yeah i think the one that i was getting at I, I, yeah owen is just uh he screams second chance. Yes. 
yes, if they're if they're gonna do a another second chance type season, he's got to be on there. Um, but it's just just returning players in general, unless there's some weird theme to it. Um, I mean, I have to I have to think Owen and Owen and Cody are probably the top two likely to come back. Would you agree? Um yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, there's probably what five people that we could see realistically coming back. Yeah, maybe maybe more, but I think I would seriously consider like five people, which is fine. I mean, I mean five out of sixteen is is a decent cast. Yeah, because it's not to say the other other nine are or eleven are bad cast members. They fit they fit in well to this season's theme and story, but they just didn't really hit on their own necessarily. Like I'm trying to think back of who. Um, like yeah, most of these players, like I don't, I didn't dislike any of them, but they, they, they meshed well with the cast they were, they were playing with, and they contributed to the enjoyment of the season. But they didn't really pop on their own. But I don't think you have to play out or appear as a returning possible player to be good for your season. That you're on. Yeah, agreed. All okay. right. Went through the cast. Anything else then? Uh Is there anything else on your list of things, or do we get do we hit them all? No, I guess uh just reflecting a little more. This is something I just thought of, but Gabler and Marianne had very similar arcs on their season. Um not sure if that's intentional that they've edited that way or not yeah i had i didn't consider that but but they did big two big characters kind of ostracized themselves early on although i mean still very similar but marianne kind of ostracized herself whereas gabler was just like this guy's this guy's he's gabler like yeah we don't need to take him seriously yeah, that's really true. only Ellie was angling to vote him out because she was annoyed with him. Whereas Marianne, that was a, a worry for lots of people or yeah. uh, thought lots of people. But yeah, over like in broad strokes, pretty some struggled early on. Although now I think about it, maybe, maybe not because I don't now that I look back, I don't know that Gabler really did struggle. I think you're yeah, maybe he was not really on the ropes. Not as much as as we and many others thought he was early on. Yeah, I I guess in my head it was more like yeah they both kind of were outsiders at one point or at least were depicted to be like yeah there the loony type person yeah that that that's a good way to put it then they came back and yeah we're uh kind of slam dunk winners yeah did you did you watch the end of the, the after show for the preview for 44 oh i did um, that dude fell off a rock. Well, I know. And that wasn't even like the most serious issue they showed. I mean, someone's getting like resuscitated. I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm very intrigued by the rock part. Cause like, not that the, the, the mid challenge med team call out is, isn't serious, but like we've seen that before the rock thing, like that looks so bad. You, <laughs> you knew like 
for 20 seconds, you're like, I know exactly what's going to happen. I just don't know what the moment is going to be. And it happened. I I don't know what the end result of that's going to be because how can it not be like serious injury? I am not sure, but yeah. Okay, so let's have to wait till, till March 1st when Survivor 44 premieres. A lot of interesting people on that season from the looks of it. Yeah, hopefully they'll be fun. Don't wanna don't wanna get too much in my head about judging the how much I'll enjoy those players before we see them in the in the full episode. But yeah, interesting cats to say the least. Uh yeah. Yes, I did watch that. Um I guess it overall may have slightly increased my interest. <laughs> in ways I did not expect, but yeah. I like it. There we go. Well, I think that's going to finish us off for another season in the books for Talking Llama. I'm still undecided or unknown what's going to happen with Australian Survivor. They haven't even finished, finished announcing the cast yet. I get, they got three more players to go. And it's... I, t- I talked, about this la- talked about this last week on how they're announcing the cast like, a, like one at a time and they're doing heroes versus villains with returning players and new players. The cast announcements are even more hilarious on the new players because it's this huge, they, they have the host walk up, Jonathan LaPaglia, JLP, walk up. He says like joining the, or the next player in heroes versus villains, joining the whichever tribe. Then they, they do this little video clip with the person's name. If it's a returning player, awesome. You're, you're like a returning player, Jesse Lopez to the villains. Awesome. You're you're pumped. Then it's just Joe's you know, and it's car salesman, Joe Smith. Like, so who, who cares? <laughs> who cares about this? Nobody. It's the most insane way to, to do cast announcements ever. I, I can't get enough of it. It's hilarious. I just it's just too much to take. I love, I love the way. Australian Survivor approaches this their entire show. It's 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 amazing. But in terms of coverage, I don't know what or if we'll do what um because Chris, who I would do it with, he may or may not have it have a baby at this point. Like it could they could be literally in labor right now as we're recording this. I mean have you heard anything? If if this is the night, this is this is arguably one of the greatest nights Mary could ever imagine. Cause uh when she gets back and watches the finale, I mean, we'll see. She she did. See, I'm, I'm confused because it is Mary, so maybe she's just already done it out. She did like my Instagram post on the Survivor recap that I posted out, the written one, and that was two hours ago. Hmm. So unless she's already okay. had the baby and it's just just chilling again. But in I don't any know. Event, I have not. I have not heard anything since uh, since yesterday. In any event. Chris will be a very new father and I, I doubt keeping up with a four episode or three episode per week show and then podcasting about it is going to be at the top of his to-do list. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But um, I'll for sure be watching. But if if coverage happens, I'll enjoy it. But I not looking likely, but 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 stay tuned. We'll see. If nothing else, we'll be back for Star 44. Won't we, Jared? We will. We will. will. Love it. They got me back. They got you back. They did it. So until that time, or if Chris and I maybe do a a check-in episode here and there on the other season, just make sure you're subscribed. Apple, Spotify, 
anywhere you listen. Uh, so when the next episode does drop, whether it's for the Aussie Heroes versus Villains or the 44 premiere, you'll get that right away. You'll know what you know what's up with the with the show. And also follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Mama Talk Pod on Twitter at Talking Mama Pod on Instagram. And for the last time for Survivor 43, for Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambidge. And we'll see you all next time for another Scoop of the Crispy. <laughs>